And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host, the adept Lisa Wolf, is on vacation, and my crabby brother, Vince Amari, is pinch-hitting in this hour. It's an amateur detective adventure of Rocky Fortune, starring Frank Sinatra, the chairman of the board, from 1954. But first, my brother is going to try to guess songs on learning the lyrics. I will read popular song lyrics. My brother will try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. You ready, bro? Uh, I guess so. You're going to get two out of three. I don't think so. What do you think, Mike? How many? How many is he going to get? I'm going to agree with you. Two out of three. Two out of three. All right. So here's a hint, bro. These songs all have a woman's name in the title. Okay. Woman's name. All right. Stay on the mic. Any more hints? That's it. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Blank, blank. When will those clouds all disappear? Blank, blank. Where will it lead us from here? With no loving in our souls. No money in our clothes. And no money in our coats. Coats. Stan, Mike. You can't say we're satisfied Blank, blank. You can't say we never tried. Blank. You're beautiful. Yeah. But ain't it time we said goodbye? Blank. I still love you. Any idea? No, I know the song. Should I keep going? No. Remember all those nights we cried? All the dreams we held so close seemed to all go up in smoke. Let me whisper in your ear, blank, blank. God, I know the song. I just can't get the name. Where it will all lead us from here. All right. Any, I'm drawing a blank. Anything? I'm drawing a blank, the blank myself. Give him the band. No, no, no. Play the song. Edgy. <laughs> yeah, too late. Sorry. I know it's too late. Yeah, as soon as I heard the guitar. Yeah. Rolling Stones. It sure is. It's one of my favorites. Angie. 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 When will those clouds? 
disappear. Hold on, bad on names, I'm telling you. Bad on the titles. I agree with you, you are. <laughs> you don't have to agree. You're too agreeable, bro. I know. This is hard, though. This is very hard. Especially when you're reading it. Yeah. Who sings this? Mick Jagger. Well, then, let him sing it. <laughs> That's good. I was I I was expecting something like oh, that. Wow, that was good. All right. So there's uh, Rolling Stones. You got me, bro. You got me on that one. All right. All right. So I said you're going to get two out of three. I thought you were going to get that one. But, I should have uh, got that one. All right. So uh, you're 0 for 1. All right. Here's the next song. You want to cleanse your palate? You want to drink water? You want to take a Prevagen? I'm good. All right. Wake up, blank. I think I got something to say to you. It's late September, and I really should be back at school. school. I know I keep you amused, but I feel I'm being used. Oh, blank. I couldn't have tried any more. You led me away from home just to save you from, from being, being alone. alone. Yeah. You stole my heart, and that's what really hurts. Anything else? It's Rod Stewart. It is Rod Stewart. <sighs> the morning sun, when it's in your oh, face. Maggie May. Hit it. I'll take it. All right, All right. Yeah. the pressure's on because for the prophecy of you getting too correct is to be true. Yeah, you have to get this one. Yeah. All right, I think he's going to get this one. Do you think so, Mike? Yeah, I do. I think you'll get this. Is one. it my era or is it recent? Mm, a little after your era, but okay. I think you're going to get this. In fact, this is the one I think he can get on like one or two lines. You really, know? really. Yeah, I feel very confident okay. you're going to get this one. All right, here we go. You ready? Got you need to cleanse your palate or anything? I'm good. All right. She was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I said, don't mind, but what do you mean? I am the one. Who will dance on the floor in the round? She said, I am the one who will dance on the floor in the round. Dance on the floor in the round. Yeah, I know the song. She told me her name was blank, blank. Rita. No. No? Her name As, is Rita? No. Okay. As she caused a scene. 
Then every head turned with eyes that dreamed of being the one. Who will dance on the floor in the round? We'll dance on the floor in the round. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear. I could hear the song. I just. People always told me, be careful of what you do. And don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. And mother always told me, be careful of who you love. And be careful of what you do, because the lie becomes the truth. Blank, blank. Uh, I don't have it. Do you, not, do you know the artist? Uh, no. Blank, blank. Is I know the song. I just don't know the title or the artist. Blank, blank is not my lover. She's just a girl who claims that I am the one. But the kid is not my son. She says, I am the one, but the kid is not my son. Anything? No. Wow. Man, you were singing it. You knew it. I know I was singing it. I know the song. You are going to kick yourself. You're going to kick yourself. Give me another hit. That's it. That's it. No more hits. I mean, the first line is the one I would have got it from the first line. Really? She was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. No, I don't get it. I said, don't mind but what do you mean this is michael jackson it is michael jackson yeah i know it's michael jackson uh-huh do you know it can Billie you get gene it? he did it he did it good job he did it took me a while this is a good song this is his best song in the round that and Thriller. I am the one who will dance on the floor in a round. People always tell me, Billy Jean, as she goes to sing. Then heavy hair turned with the ice to dream of being the one who will dance on the floor in the round. My brother did it. Two it. out of three, eight bad. He got it. Two out of three. I knew it. Good, good job, Broski. Yeah, I was running out of time there. All right, so here's uh, here's some applause for you. All right, great job, bro. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we're going to play an episode of Rocky Fortune starring Frank Sinatra. Stay with us. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, so Frank Sinatra in 1953 had a uh, dramatized series. He was sort of like an amateur detective. His name was Rocky Fortune. And uh, at this time, Sinatra's career was a little bit on the decline. And uh, his role of Private Angelo Maggio in From Here to Eternity had just come out. And he, um, you know, there was Oscar buzz and everything for him. And then, of course, 
he did win a Best Supporting Actor Oscar, and then he quit this show. But but uh, in that one-year time frame when he was, uh, you know, trying to make a few bucks, he starred as Rocky Fortune. And uh, Rocky was sort of a... Um, a guy always looking for a, his next gig, you know, he was hi, at work for hire and he would make money, but whatever he was doing, he'd end up having to solve a crime. That was the whole premise of the show. It lasted, as I say, one season. And uh, But I, I really like these. These are really good shows. He's great in it. This is called The Museum Murder, January 19th, 1954. Here's part one now of Frank Sinatra in Rocky Fortune. Frank Sinatra, transcribed as Rocky Fortune. Frank Sinatra, starring as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Hi. Well, I landed myself a new job last week, again. Inside talk on a Manhattan sightseeing tour. Grant's Tomb, Chinatown, the Empire State Building. Brother, I've been. The place that really gets me, though, is the Museum of Ancient History. Man, they got dead people laying all over that joint. Some of them in mummy cases 5,000 years old. Now, I don't object to a few old corpses, but they tried to embalm a fresh one named Rocky Fortune. Ladies and gentlemen, as you will note, we are progressing up Central Park West, and on your right is the largest civic park to be found inside a city the size of New York. The bus will stop at the famous Museum of Ancient History next, where we'll take an hour or so to explore the finest collection of natural um, nature ever collected, including the Hall of Man, the Egyptian Wing, the mummies of the ancient pharaohs, as well as several of the daddies, <clears throat> and the wildlife exhibit of um, uh, wildlife. Any questions? Yeah, I got a question. Shoot. How long you been conducting this tour? Well, as a matter of fact, lady, this is my first time around. Yeah, that's what I thought. All my life I ain't been inside a museum even, so I finally decide, Linda Kugelman, it's time for a little culture. So what happens? I get a dodo. Well, it's life, kid. You got to take your chances, but I'll do what I can to liven up the tour. That kind of enlightenment I can live without. <clears throat> Any more questions? I'd like to ask a question, if I may. Anything, uh, yeah, sugar. Is it true that they all have real dead people inside them their sarcophagizers at the museum? Yeah, that's right, sugar. Why, that's scary. Well, Acme Guided Tours guarantees to protect its clients at all times, sweetie. And seeing that there are only three clients on this tour, why, uh, I'll take special care that nothing happens to you. Hey, kid. Yes? Ixnay on the eyed gate, which means look out for wolves. If you mean Mr. Fortune, our guide. Well, I'm sure he's a gentleman. Aren't you, Mr. Fortune? Well, it's up for grabs, but I'll try. Uh, Mr. Fortune? Uh, Colonel Portis? Being in the oil business back in Waco, I'm naturally interested in the natural formations in this part of the country. Hmm, naturally. Can you tell me, sir, what that formation over that way might be? Well, if you mean the blonde walking down the street, Colonel, that is a product of the Ice Age. And if you mean the rock-like structure behind her... That's a public washroom in Central Park. Oh, boy, you should be on television. You're a scream. Yeah, thanks, Sadie. 
I was on the radio once, and my mom made me get off. I was scratching the top. Yuck, yuck, yuck. All right, everybody. Everybody out. Museum of Ancient History. Please wear your green tags and follow me. We all pile out of the bus, and I lead the way into the museum, wondering how I'm going to fumble my way through the next hour. Right behind me is the cute little blonde from the land of cotton. Behind her is the redhead from Brooklyn. And bringing up the rear is Colonel Porteous. Handlebar mustaches trailing like banners. The first place we breeze through is the Egyptian wing. Now, if you folks will all step over this way, we have a genuine example of a rock job brought over from Egypt, which is called, according to the guide pamphlet, a monolith from the Temple of Osiris. Follow me, please. Uh, just a minute. Sir? Where's Linda, the redhead from Brooklyn? Why, she was with us when we went inside that scary old King Pharaoh's tomb back there. Well, I haven't seen her since we came in here, come to think of it. Uh, I'll give her a blast. Hey, redhead! Perhaps we'd better conduct a searching party. Look, I'll go back to the tomb. Colonel, will you take a look in the hall of man? And honey... Yes? You better stay right here in case she comes along. We'll all meet back here in five minutes. Let's go. I go back to the tomb of King Tut, uh, Amon, or whatever his name is, and walk inside. The place is as empty as Santa's bag the morning after Christmas. I'm just about to leave when I see what looks like a piece of red silk sticking out of a stone sarcophagus that's up against the wall. I go over and give the cover a heave. Inside is the body of Linda Kugelman, stone dead. I turn around to go for the gendarmes just in time to feel a ton of concrete descend on the back of my skull. Just like Moses in the bulrushes. Oh. He seems to be reviving. I'll get some ice for him. Oh. oh, who dropped that pyramid on me? Easy, boy. You'll excuse the expression, but where am I? The office of the curator. This young lady is Miss Fabian, the curator's secretary. How you all feeling, boy? Like I've been sanferized. I like to thought you all was dead when I came bunky to bunking in that there tomb. Speaking of dead, did you see the body? You all was stretched out like a wet corn pole. Not my body, Colonel. Linda Kugelman's. The redhead? She was inside that sarcar, that, that trunk in there, dead. The poor man was hurt worse than we thought. I'd better call a doctor. Hold it, miss. This is no dream. I saw that body inside the sarcophagus. We'd better open it and have a look. We'd better not disturb anything. I think we ought to send for the law, son. Good. Let's have the phone. Hello, Sergeant Hamilton Finger, please. Here, I'll wait. Hello, Sarge. Rocky. Uh-huh. I got a corpse. In King Tut's tomb. No, it ain't a Halloween joke. It's over at the Museum of Ancient History. Yeah, get your fat feet over here. I'll see you. I spend the next few minutes nursing my noggin until Sergeant Finger flippers in the curator's office. We all head for the tomb of King Tut. You sure this dame is in there? I saw with my own eyes, Sarge. Okay. Who was she? The name on her tour ticket said Linda Kugelman. What'd she look like? Like she'd been around more than once. This the spot? Right in here. You all don't mind if we don't go in, Sergeant. It's scary. You wait here. 
Let's go, Rodney. That's it, Sarge. Inside that stone coffin there. Open the lid. Right. Holy smokes. Linda Kugelman. Girl mummy, huh? I swear she was in that coffin not more than 15 minutes ago. This guy has been in there 15,000 years by the looks of him. Somebody moved her. Rocky, old man, this may come as something of a blow to you. But one more crazy trick like this and I'm going to put you in the closet. It's no joke, Sarge. You bumped your head on the stone and thought you saw a body. Now forget it. Come on. Is she, uh, I mean... There's nothing there but a mummy. Go home, all of you. You mean Miss Linda just vanished? But where? Maybe she's hiding in your mustache, Uncle. Okay, Rocky, now you remember what I said. One more false alarm and I'll throw the book. All right, Rocky Fortune. You know, Frank Sinatra, I'm trying to think now, he he had a lot of radio shows. I mean, he had his own show almost constantly on radio, but it was always a musical variety show where he had guests and he would sing. I think this may be the only, to my knowledge, the only drama series that he ever did. Of course, he appeared on, you know, suspense and different things where he was in a drama but I'm I'm pretty sure this is the only radio show that he he did that was not a music oriented program. But it was very very good, and what a great cast here! Um, and I got to uh, I got to I'm going to drop some names here. I got to work with two of the people in this radio show, Richard Beals, and I think you remember remember when we had Richard Beals come out to our offices and start in. Um, Peter Absolute on the Erie Canal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. He was a he was a little person, remember? Yeah. And he was maybe in his seventies. Yeah. Richard Beals. He's in this particular episode. He was Speedy Alka Seltzer. Remember the Speedy yeah. Alka Seltzer? Yeah. Remember how great he was to work with, Richard Beals? Yeah. He was terrific. Yeah. Right. And then another person that I worked with um in this is June Foray. And June Foray. June Foray. She was in um a zillion cartoons. She was she was uh Natasha. Rocky. Natasha, and she was also in, uh, she was Grandma, you know, Rocky, with... Uh, Rocky the Flying Squirrel. Rocky the Flying Squirrel. She was um, she was Rocky on yeah. Rocky and the Flying Squirrel. Yeah. And then she was on a lot of the, um, the uh, well, Fractured Fairy Tweety Tales. Pie. But she was Tweety, well, she wasn't Tweety. No, she was the Grandma. She was the Grandma. We have an interview yeah. that you did with her. I did an interview I, I with her as well. I listening to one. Yeah, June Foray. She was great. And she worked a lot with Stan Freeberg. You know, she was yeah. in a lot of his albums and things. She was terrific. I mean, what a great, I mean, you want to talk about a talent. And she did a lot of these radio shows. She's in this cast here with Frank Sinatra. Also in the cast, Barney Phillips as Sergeant Hamilton J. Finger. Uh, Gloria Grant, Dan Reese. Great cast. We'll get back to Rocky Fortune starring Frank Sinatra in just a few minutes. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive 
receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, we're back, and we're listening to Franco Sinatra, the chairman of the board, Old Blue Eyes, starring in Rocky Fortune. Yeah, on this show, uh, he played Rocky Fortunato. That was but Rocky Fortune for short. He was a young man in need of employment, and uh, he accepted uh, odd jobs from the Gridley Employment Agency. That's where he... A lot of people did that way back when. You know, they they signed up with an employment agency, and then those agencies was like, okay, we got this for you. Now, now you've got, like, uh, what, uh, Craig's, temp, temp Craigslist or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, right? You look for someone I need. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm always in need of a handyman. Are you always in need? Well, your son is really, really handy. But I'm always in need of a handyman. You know, it's like, yeah, that's the thing. I'm always, I got this going wrong. I got this in the house. I got to do this. I got to do that. And um, I would think that that would be a great business for people to go into, right? If you're handy, which I'm not. Yeah, if you're handy. I can't do anything. I mean, Mike, are you handy? I'm I'm fairly handy, but you got me so busy that yeah. I can't get anything done. In your own house, even. Yes. So yeah. we just finished painting the upstairs, yeah, and uh, you know we moved in in like 2017, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like to be able to do things, but uh, just don't always have the time. You know? I mean, I'm so not handy; it's unbelievable. I mean, it's so bad. Yeah, but you're talented in many other ways, bro. Yeah. Which ways? Yeah, which ways? I'd like to know. Oh, uh, he's 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 uh, in what? Like every, what? Uh, Singing? Everything you do? Singing? Oh, the, you the way you get these humana 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 you get these shows spit it out i can't spit it out humana humana to the moon alice yeah you go to the moon greatest show of all time that and the three well the three stooges weren't really a television show it was they were like movie shorts right and then of course two reelers but the three stooges and and the honeymooners those are to me those are two of my favorites the two greatest i mean they were so underrated. Three Stooges are so underrated. Like I can watch them now and just still just laugh as hard yeah. as I watched them the first time and laugh. And they yeah. did so many of them. Yeah. Or so many, right? A hundred and something with just with Curly. Oh my gosh. Over a hundred. You know, they were like for a while some of the highest paid actors on the lot. Yeah. They were they made a lot of money. You know, for a short time, you know, right. when they were really hot. Yeah, at first they didn't. No, yeah, because they worked for uh, Ted Healy. Yeah, but right? even even when they were signed with Columbia, they they weren't getting paid a lot at first until yeah. once they saw how popular they got, then they they uh, held out for more money. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Three Stooges. Yeah, and, I, uh, I love the Three Stooges. Me too, and I love the Honeymooners. I haven't yeah. seen a Honeymooners in a while. i got to start watching them. They're on them. Sunday nights. Yeah? Yeah. i got to start watching them again. Yeah. All right, we're listening to The Museum Murder, starring Frank Sinatra. Here's the conclusion to Rocky Fortune. 
By this time, I'm beginning to wonder myself if I really saw a body in that box. I gave another yodel for Linda Kugelman, but she doesn't show. So I hustle handlebars and honey back into the sightseeing wagon. As I get the motor started, things begin to happen. Okay, honey? Yes. Ready, Colonel? Ready, son. Next stop, Grant's tomb. Just a minute, Mr. Fortune. What now? I think I found Miss Kugelman's pocketbook stuck way down here in the seat. Oh. Let's have a look. Right here it is. I guess she won't mind if we open it to find out where she lives. Well, well, look at this stack of letters all wrapped in nice, pretty red ribbon. Son, I think you all had better hand those letters over to me. Now, just a minute, Pop. I said hand them over, boy. This ain't no bubble pipe I'm holding against your head. Yeah, I heard you good. You wouldn't be the gentleman who stuffed Linda's body in that mummy case, would you? The letters, boy. Be my guest. Thank you. Anything else? Just loan me the bory of your little bus. Hey. I'll just take it a few blocks and leave it, son. You won't get in no trouble. Now, if you and the young lady will kindly step out. <sighs> Better do like the man says, honey. Well, I do declare. I never expected a southern gentleman to act like this. Step down, ma'am. Thank you. Buenas noches. I'll leave the bus a few blocks down. Honey and I stand there like a couple of outfielders watching one sail over the fence while Colonel Lucius Porches drives away in Ackerman's dinky little sightseeing bus. What now, Mr. Fortune? That's a good question, and I wish I had an answer. As long as we're here at the museum, supposing we finish our tour. As a matter of fact, baby, that's not a bad idea. Something tells me our friend Colonel Porches had something to do with Linda Kugelman's recent demise. And the removal of her body, too. We hustle back into the museum and I start looking around for one fresh corpse, which is not an easy thing to locate in a place the size of a museum. But, Mr. Fortune, we've already been in the Pharaoh's tomb. I know, baby, but if that body was moved, it was moved from here. So let's have a look around. It just doesn't seem possible that somebody carried a dead lady through the halls without somebody remarking about it. Yeah, you're right there. Unless there's another entrance to this little old tomb. Uh-huh. My goodness, they must have a place there so a party can breathe. Air conditioning. Baby, don't ever let anybody tell you you're dumb. What are you doing? Just going to have a look behind the vent in this air conditioning pipe. Yeah, oh, that's so all right. Whoever killed her came back, conked me, and stuffed the body in that air vent. Come on. Where to? The curator's office. I want to make a phone call to my pal, Sergeant Finger. Come in. Yes? Uh, pardon me, my name's Fortune, Rocky Fortune. Oh, yes, my secretary told me. You're the young man with hallucination. That's right. My name's Deems, curator of ancient art. What can I do for you? Call the cops. My hallucination is laying in the air vent with a broken head bone. Are you serious? Take a look for yourself, if you don't believe me. Oh, I certainly intend to. You mind if I use the phone while you're gone? Help yourself. Operator, give me the police headquarters. Make it fast. Finger is there in less time than it takes to say fit the camp of erectus. And we head for the tomb of King Tut once again. You say she's in the air vent, huh? So help me, Sarge. Ask Honey here. Well? There she was, as big as life. I was never so scared my whole life. The curator's in there now. Okay, let's go on in. 
Oh, I see. The police have arrived. Sergeant Finger, Mr. Deems. Sergeant, I regret all the confusion this, this unfortunate man here has caused. Skip the apologies. Let's see the corpus delecti. Of course, that's just the point, Sergeant. There is no corpus delecti. What? Hey, are you kidding? You can see for yourself. This airway is perfectly empty. Fortune. Sarge, I tell you, Fortune, you're coming with me. Now, look, maybe we call somebody in for a search. Nobody gets called, Fortune. You're mine. Sarge, Hamilton, control yourself now. I'm going to lock you up, Fortune. You need a charge. Not in jail, Fortune, in the booby hatch. I'm telling you. You're telling me nothing. Now, come on. Anything you say, Sarge. Only before we go. Yeah. You ever been locked in a tomb? Not recently. Well, I got news for you. Locked in one now. Hey, grab me. The door. Let me go. Open up. Come on. Open up the door. Bye now. I slam the steel fire door shut and take off down the Egyptian wing like Pharaoh with the frogs after him. I hear Finger get the door open again and his delicate brogans compounded down the marble in hot pursuit. Arguing with the Stone Age Dick Tracy's like flagging down a bomber. So I duck into the nearest exhibit, which happens to be the Hall of American Indians. They got a dugout canoe there, 50 feet long, paddled by a gang of wax Indians. I jump in, toss a Navajo blanket over my shoulders, and make like I'm stroking the Carlisle crew. He came down this way. Fortune! Fortune, come on out! He must have gone further. Come on, he can't get far. Finger and the curator head for the medieval exhibit, and I'm just about to climb out of the canoe when Honey Gal comes in, followed by a couple of little kids on a grammar school outing. Hey, Sammy, look at that. A real war canoe with Indians and everything. Oh, boy. Excuse me, little boys. Have you all seen a nice-looking, dark-haired young man around? Uh-uh, lady. Hey, Sammy, look at that Indian with a blanket on him. Boy, is he funny-looking. You sure you all haven't seen anybody? Uh-uh, lady. Hey, Sammy, dig them ears on that Indian, will you? If you should see him, little boy, would you tell him that Honey Fairchild is looking for him? Sure, lady. Hey, come on, Sammy, let's go into the next hall. Oh, oh, oh they're going to close. Come on, there's that bell in there closing. That's right, lady. Come on, Sammy. Boy, did you ever see an Indian like that one? He... He, he, Sammy, let's get out of here. He just winked. Oh, dear. Psst. I beg your pardon. Psst. I'm not in the habit of being addressed by strange northern warriors. If you want... <gasps> Why, it's Mr. Fortune. I've been looking all over for you, honey. Whatever are you doing in that canoe with those Indians? Well, if you give me a hand, I'll try to... Uh-oh, here comes Finger and Deems. Play dumb. That shouldn't be hard. He must have got out. I don't see how. There are guards at the exits. Oh, here's Blossom, child. You seen your friend Fortune, honey? Why, come to think of it, Sergeant, I did see him. Where? Well, he went through that door there, and then... Well, why don't you two gentlemen come with me, and I'll show you just where he all went. Let's go. Usually, they're really dumb. But every once in a while, you find one who's so good, she can even fool smart people into believing she's dumb. Honey Fairchild was one of those. When she led Finger and Deems out of the American wing, I resigned from the tribe and climbed out of my canoe. My first stop was the office of the curator of ancient art, Jeremiah Deems. Something told me that all was not kosher with this kid. Anybody home? Deemsy? No? Good. I'll be your guest. Nothing. Nothing. More nothing. Now, why would you keep this drawer locked, Deemsy, old boy? 
Let's just force it open. And have a look inside. Nothing. Nothing. Something. Mmm. Seems to me I've seen this stuff before. My darling, it's been so long since... Uh-huh. Let's read some more. I know it is wrong for us to see each other, but... You find the contents of my desk interesting, Mr. Fortune? It knocks me out. Anything in particular? Now, don't move. This gun is loaded, and I'm well within my rights to shoot you. It's all very interesting, especially your tour tag with Colonel Porteous on it. Not to mention these letters that Linda Kugelman was using to blackmail you with. Oh, so I see you recognize them. I took the liberty of reading a couple. You know, it's a pretty foolish man who writes love letters to a gal like Linda, especially when he's married. Hand them over. Help yourself. You know, it's a pity I had to kill her, but then she wouldn't listen to reason. She bled me white. You really had me fooled with that fake mustache and the phony Texas accent, Colonel. <laughs> yes, I thought it was rather convincing myself, Mr. Fortune. How did you manage to get Linda to take this tour? Oh, quite easily. I suggested that if she took the tour and brought the letters to the museum, we could meet surreptitiously inside the Egyptian wing, and I'd give her the final payment. Yeah, you gave her the final payment, all right. She wanted $10,000. I thought I was getting off quite cheaply with only a few cents worth of lead pipe. Okay, Deems, you're a big success. You pulled off the Colonel Porteous Act, you knocked off Linda, shuffled her body around so not even the cops can find it, and you got your letters. The only thing you seem to overlook is little old me. Oh, not for long, Mr. Fortune. You see, I have plans for you. I can imagine. Yes, Mr. Fortune. You're going to become a mummy. At my age, Doctor? After I've killed you, you'll be wrapped in mummy dressing and placed inside a sealed stone sarcophagus. Just think, you may not be found for another 10,000 years. Well, at least until next Christmas, anyway. Well, you don't seem particularly worried, Mr. Fortune. I'm not. You see, I've got other plans. Such as? Such as putting out the light and leaving. I managed to knock the lamp off his desk and beat it before he can find the range. All I had to do now was figure a way out. The museum was closed, the lights were out, the doors were double locked, and I didn't have a key. I dove through the first door, which happened to be the medieval exhibit. About a hundred suits of armor, clubs, wooden horses, and shields. I figure I'll play it smart and climb into a bulletproof suit before Deemsy gets there with the artillery. So I manage to squeeze inside a little number designed by Richard the Lionhearted for the Crusades. I pull on the shoulder plate, pull down the visor, and make like a dead Saracen. Fortune? I know you're in here. You may as well give up. You can't get out. It's no use, Fortune. I figure I'll wait him out. But after a few minutes of this, my right arm begins to get tired since I'm holding it up over my head with a 40-pound axe in it. The arm slips down and the elbow joint creaks like it ain't had a shot of oil in a few thousand years. Well, well, you've given yourself away, Mr. Fortune. Let's see now. Would you be inside the 11th century harbor? No. No, not there. Perhaps the 13th century suit of armor. Let's lift the visor and have a look. At this point, I figure I'll take a chance the suit is really bulletproof and go after him with a battle axe. Ah, then you must be in the English armor, the Crusades type. You're getting warm, Beamsy. You'll be a lot warmer in a minute because I'm coming after you right now. 
Oh, really, Mr. Fortune? Don't you know that armor's so rusted it couldn't possibly move? Oh, you're trapped like a sardine in a can, Mr. Fortune. Like a sardine in a can. When I try to move, I see that Deemsy's right. I can't budge. I stand there like an iron deer on somebody's front lawn while Deems lifts the visor and pokes his 44 into my bridge work. Uh, your new suit is very becoming, Mr. Fortune. How do you like it? If you'll have your tailor grease up the lapels, I'll wear it home. The tailor's out just now, Mr. Fortune. But after I pull this trigger, you can change it for a wooden one. Right oh, now. Fortune. Hey, Fortune, where are you? Oh, in here, over here. What in Rocky, are you all right? I think so. What happened? Miss Fairchild, you convinced me how to give the place one more look-see for the redhead's body. I found it in the closet in Deems' office, and we heard the noise and sneaked in here. How's my boy, Deems? Oh, I had to put some lead in him. He ain't so good. Hey, how about getting out of them cast-iron overalls? I'm stuck. No kidding. Sarge, I'm dying in here. Oh, you poor man. Is there anything I can do to ease the pain? Yeah... Come to think of it, maybe there is, sugar. Will you just name it, Rocky? Yeah. Oil me, will you, kid? NBC has presented Frank Sinatra as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Others in tonight's cast included June Foray, Gloria Grant, Barney Phillips, Dick Beals, and Dan Riffs. Tonight's script was written by George Lefferts. Howard Wiley directed. tell you about next week's transcribed adventure, here's Frank Sinatra as Rocky Fortune. This ain't exactly the season for Fourth of July celebrations, but next week I'll tell you about the time I almost got to be a Roman candle and the biggest explosion since they took the cork out of Vesuvius. See you around. Millions of people behind the Iron Curtain are victims of vicious lies about the United States. Yes, communism continues to take the initiative in the propaganda war. We must not only stop the spread of communist influence among peoples that are still free, but we must also fight the tyranny of those it has already enslaved. The support of all Americans is needed. The Crusade for Freedom offers each of us as individuals the opportunity to strike a blow for freedom through Radio Free Europe an independent, citizen-sponsored organization which broadcasts the message of democracy through the Iron Curtain every day, hour by hour. Join the crusade by contributing your truth dollar. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom in care of your local postmaster. Visit with Fibber McGee and Molly tonight on the NBC Radio Network. Some pretty jazzy music there, huh, bro? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very jazzy. Yep. On Rocky Fortune, Mike uh, came in here a little while ago. He's like, Rocky Fortune, isn't there a show called Rocky Jordan, too? Yeah, it was a different show. 
<laughs> hey, at least they got the right one. Yeah, you got the right one. Rocky Fortune was Frank Sinatra. Rocky Jordan was George Raft. And also uh, another guy, what was his name? Uh, Jack Moyles. Those were the two guys that played Rocky Jordan. But anyway, January 19th, 1954, the museum murder starring the one and only chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra. Hope you enjoyed that. All right, let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, bro, that's a wrap, as they say in the biz. Cool. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking the co-hosting reigns. Oh, you're welcome. I Good had a great you, time. Yeah. Good to Stay see here, you. Mike. Nice to see you. All right. Next week, it's The Shadow, Life with Luigi, Tales of the Texas Rangers, Cavalcade of America, and David Harding, Counter Spy. Don't forget to watch my weekly podcast series, thefilmdetective.com. From my co-host, Lisa Wolf, who's on vacation and will be back next week. Our executive producer, Mike Costella, my crabby brother, Vince Amari. This is Carl Amari saying thanks for listening. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond, I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.